to another episode of Holy and Human. How is everybody doing today? Can I feel them energetically? Let's feel. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about filming podcasts in the past. I don't know how you all envision us. Maybe you think we're super professionally dressed up in the studio. Anybody thinks that. But, <laughs> but I don't think we what we give are, off those vibes. What we are is in our bathrobes and pajamas, mm-hmm. bundled in blankets. With our dog. With our dog. Lily. Which is the best. It's the best way to work. Our neurotic cavapoo Lily. Yeah. She's sweet and needs to be have human contact at all times. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we chose we wanted a dog. What were we trying to manifest with Lily? Oh, I mean, I, it was originally. It was I, a process. I mean, I really wanted a small dog because after my last dogs, they were both you know 120 pounds, and my last dog was a pit no lab boxer oh, that yeah. hurt his mm-hmm. paw on the beach of California when I had to carry him up a hundred f- steps on the beach. I said, "My next dog will be small, yeah, er, smaller." Um, yeah. And she's she's not as neurotic as we made her sound. No, really what happened is we had two boys. And Elisa was like, I need some girl energy in my life. I want to dress something up in a little outfits. pink dress. And uh, she's just the perfect Which dog. Which you've been mortified about the whole time. I, you were like, I don't know I, if I'm going to walk a dog. It was hard for me at first. a princess outfit. No, it I was. I mean, I'm not that bad. Really, how many no. outfits has, have no, we put I on I think her? we're... We're making her sound like she's like an L.A. purse dog, but really yeah. she's not. She's one um, step up from that. Yeah. But so that's our dog. So <laughs> glad that covered. Before we started, I wanted to announce that we are running a holiday deal on sessions and packages. And we, you know, we like to run a deal around the holidays. Um, we do get quickly swamped and overbooked with sessions. So we're the deal is only going, going on for five days, starting at this moment, it's five days. <laughs> well, we'll it see. might be less than five No, this I think it's five it's days. It's already been up for a little bit. Uh, technically, I think it's five days, but it's it's, we'll see days, if this... something hours. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if this, when I drop this Oh, yeah. Podcast, How long is it going to take to put this up? Yeah, we'll <laughs> If find you wait out. three days, yeah. then it's 24 hours. Yeah. So you can <laughs> find out sick. more information about that at holyandhuman.com, and everything is 15% off. And packages, too. So those are those, you know... You get a group of sessions, all those 15% off turn out to be. And I don't know if you said this because I was dissociating. Yeah. (laughs) But but the the sale is for individual with me, individual with Adam. You can do Adam and I together in a session. Anything and everything. You can come as yourself, you can come with a couple, um, or you can do packages. um, And they're all 15% off. And there's no expiration date for the sessions. And to use to book your sessions, the different process for using the discount on individual sessions than it is for buying packages. There's some instructions on the site there, but just some people. And are we love being presents for people that if you use your intuition and you think it's good fit. We, I don't love being a present if the person's like, I don't want to do this. What is this crazy stuff? But if your intuition is like, this is a person who's ready to receive something, we definitely are used to people who are skeptical and are like, never done it. And they're like, I don't know. And we're actually really usually great with those people. But not if you know, you know, yeah. it's not a fit. We trust your intuition. Yeah, we work on uh, like the full spectrum of people and coming to this work. And in some ways, we're always happy to work with people that have a spiritual skepticism working with that. But we also have found out that when people are familiar with our work 
and they know generally how we how to connect to their soul or the theory behind how to connect their soul even if they haven't done it that we can work deeper and faster with people the entry point always starts way deeper when people know our work because i think sometimes if they just are like oh you're a psychic yeah they kind of have these ideas like a party psychic or someone on the side of the road where it's like tell me my future which is really not what we do and sometimes the future does come through but it's not our goal our goal is more the energetics of what's happening currently and then the dynamics of where the energy seems to be going and then what are the blocks and what are the things soul wants us to know to kind of fulfill alignment between the human ego experience and your soul experience which is so much more complicated than people understand what's a psychic you know yeah i think that's a good segue into what i was feeling we kind of talked about what we're going to talk about today and we're undecisive but i feel like this is the topic Okay. Is because I think, in a way, what we're really doing on sessions is we're connecting people to truth. And why is that important? What's the value in that? And how does it heal? I think are all the dynamics that come into sessions. And it's hard to talk about because when you say truth, yeah, that brings up so many things for people. Some people are like, is there one truth? Is it unchangeable? Is it free will or destiny? How do you know the truth? I don't want to give my power away to the truth outside myself. But it, so it's hard to talk about because it's really nuanced. And if you know anything about how we work, we're definitely not interested in telling you a truth from some kind of power tripping place that like we know and we think is right. We're always open to shifting and, you know, feedback and malleability. But what we try to do is it's almost like hitting a, um, I don't know, what do you call those things? Like, a a, gong? yeah, where you're kind of going for resonance of yeah. when the person is like, oh, I, I think the thing we go for that happens a lot in sessions is when someone's like, wow, thanks for putting that into words. I've been feeling that my whole life for the last few months, whatever, really strongly, but I couldn't quite get to it in my consciousness. Like, I felt it, I felt confused. Um, but because of the inner gremlins, the sabotaging thoughts or programs from society or family, it can be really murky and challenging for the person to get there. I think that's what yeah. good therapy is a lot about as well. We're guiding you to your truth. And on a session, we are guided by your soul. So, And your everybody's soul guides me differently. I do a different exercise almost every single session because what that particular person needs, their medicine is and different. And actually, that's a really good topic I'd like to talk about because if you have what's the difference between us and like some other readers because Mm -hmm. it's so nuanced too how do you do that how do you Mm -hmm. read someone's soul what does that entail and for me what we value that we bring to the session for that is a psychological background number one so it's kind of framed within an understanding of mental health and talking about it. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Adam's been working with me doing this for 10 years. So even though you don't have that licensure, you've had a beyond internship for years <laughs> with, we basically have supervision meetings yeah. daily. Um, so I, you know, really trust your, yeah. how you work in that way. And then also it's like, you can't be more psychic than the level of consciousness you're at. Yeah. So what you're paying for when you're paying for a reading is like, what is that person's inner work? What is their transparency? Are they power tripping or hiding something? Are they, what is the energy that, how they're connecting, but also 
just resonating from in, in the room. And that is so also hard to talk about because I think these days where everybody's marketing stuff or people do a weekend course and then they're a coach mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, sometimes there's not a lot of um, like worth based on value based on like long-term serious training and yeah. what is the psychic training. And then also it's also hard to talk about that because so many people have even not even had experiences with like true psychic experiences. Yeah. How do you start to quantify and qualify what is coming through so that's one reason we have the podcast because it's like we're trying to kind of show you guys who we are what we do how we work because we don't want miscommunication we want it to be that people when they're buying a session or coming to a retreat or reading our books like they understand where we're coming from yeah or they're an empath, are energetically sensitive, and can feel it. You yeah. Know? I think, and that's why we put some videos up of yeah. like us doing the work. I think the importance of that psychological foundation is what we're trying to do is guide people back to their truth. And I would say where that a lot of coaches and a lot of spiritual teachers are just like focus on what makes you happy and brings you bliss and and what makes you feel good in the moment. And it's almost like a pump up, right? It's like like how can we make this moment feel good but often our ego creates such complicated narratives and such and we get in such psychological roles and we all have little complexes and neurotic parts of us like we all have our baggage and so sometimes walking back to our truth is about deprogramming those things but also facing all those difficult emotions mm-hmm. we've been avoiding and so that is actually where soul birthing comes in because when we start bringing that truth forward when you start resonating with that truth and it starts coming into your body often the first symptom is a huge uh, release of emotions it's weeping or it's shaking mm-hmm. um, we've even had people go into convulsions like it can be an intense experience (laughs) and in a way i think we're always doing that on sessions but it's like to what degree because what comes up is emotionally anywhere you've been holding or needs to be released as that kind of truth's being revealed you know in meet your soul i gave the example of the emperor's new clothes because if if you've ever had a good reading and you know you've had an experience of either being psychic or experiencing someone being psychic to you what you know is there's an energy field that is the truth. And that's what we mean by truth, that it doesn't lie. Of course, you know, it's like that elephant parable where you've got five guys holding different parts of the elephant. It yeah. can be described in different ways, but there's something about it's an elephant. I kind of love the that elephant metaphor. in the room. Yeah, I love that metaphor because it's talking about like five blind men. It's yeah, like, which why, is... are, why are there all these men blind and the, who are trying to figure out what this elephant is? You know, and they're Where, feeling different parts. Was this parts. a blindness convention? Why yeah. were they all walking around by this elephant? And I feel like that's actually sort of more of a metaphor for like people guessing at what the truth is or the which is kind is. of what we're all doing, right? It's like we're all down here, but based on your kind of consciousness level, training level, like if you've tried, like the thing yeah. is, like some people never try because they don't even know being psychic is a thing. They don't even know that's real. So they haven't even thought about yeah. becoming skilled at it yeah. and what that's actually like. That's something I always like to yeah. talk about too, the actuality of that versus the myth of what you think that's going to be because yeah. that's quite different. But Absolutely. But I would say intuitive wisdom with your soul is vision in that metaphor of the blind men. It's the ability to really connect into what really is going on. And often we have this 
thing come up in sessions where people will say, well, who am I to know what's true? You know, like, Mm -hmm. why should I know what's true over all these other people? Mm -hmm. And that can be so difficult because when we talk about intuitive stuff and psychic stuff and soul, it's often relegated into what's not true and what's fantasy. But Mm -hmm. really what it is, is it's locking us in and connecting to us into what is really true. Mm -hmm. And, uh, an example of that, I just want to say, because this happens all the time in sessions, like yesterday at a session and she's like, I've been having pain, you know, and then I look in and I see a picture and I hear between L4 and L5 and her back is where the initial trauma occurred. Mm-hmm. As we get, oh, talking, then then I say that and it's like, yes, that's where it's coming from. So that's what we mean by truth. Yeah. There is a truth. There is some things that are real and yeah. indisputable and that are just changing. Yeah. And everybody has a different spiritual path towards fulfillment. So my truth, what my soul is telling me to do and where my soul is telling me to go and what steps to take is going to be different from somebody else's. So it's right. not like one. And that's why we don't have any spiritual dogma or rules within well, our Well, and system. even you could have five people with a slip disc between four and five. And then when I'll ask the soul, show me the exercise you want them to do or what not to do that will trigger yeah. it. The, I'll get five different pieces of information of the yeah. type, even from, you know, generally PT would have some idea of what, how to work that yeah. injury. And I'm not a doctor and I don't know medically, but I, this is just an example of how soul is specific with that unique yeah. body, that unique personality, that psychology of what we all need. And I, you know, she showed me the soul, like this really gentle type of stretch in this certain yeah. kind of position. And then, but it was very particular and detailed and mm-hmm. and so that's yeah it's tailored yeah so this i but i want to emphasize too that yeah we all have our very specific path and very specific information we're going to get of what we really need to heal but also what often happens is people are in situations where everybody is telling them something's true that isn't true mm-hmm. and so it's up to them to hold what is really true in that situation over what all the stories are and what everybody's telling them. Yeah. And this happens a lot in family systems where yeah. in family systems we are forced to be in a role for some emotional reason. So like if there if the love in the family feels fragile, we might adopt the role of like an enabler where we feel like we always have to be solving the problems and stuff. And these roles happen on a subconscious level often. So we don't even realize we're in the role that we're in until maybe much later in life or maybe Mm -hmm. not at all. And so in that case, we have a story in our minds of, oh, we need to act this way. This is the most loving thing to do when I act this way. It's my job. It's my responsibility to do certain things that may or may not be what your soul is saying you actually do need to do. And even this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is my whole identity. And this is basically like family systems work and looking at the family as like a system. And I think, yeah. you know, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, that was so long ago, you know, mm-hmm. under 18. Why does that matter for how I'm living my life now? But anyone who's done energy work for a long time or therapy, you see, it does matter. Yeah. And it is an ongoing process of kind of understanding, revealing, working. It isn't just something that happened in the past. It's like, our biology is our biography. Every experience we've ever yeah. lived is within ourselves. And sometimes it's subconscious and it's yeah. just in there of like all, I mean, think about it. Your yeah. family you've been with for yeah. at least usually 18 years. And in a way that system is creating a reality. It's telling you this is what's real. And so sometimes finding our soul truth is it's, it's not our truth because I mean, it is our truth, but it is also 
perhaps the truth of everybody else there. Yeah. And we're the only one that has the intuitive ability yeah. and strength to know that. Sometimes you see that a lot with sexual identity or gender identity because because of the programming of, you know, if you're in a homophobic town in the South or whatever, yeah, and you are gay, it is tough. <laughs> it yeah. is a process mm-hmm. to come to terms with that and yeah. to accept that and to heal the trauma around the stigma around yeah. that. And that's becoming, uh, coming to terms with the reality of who you are yep. based off all the stories you've been, you know, told. That and that's the can't. kind of thing soul will give us information for. Yeah. If we're sitting with someone who's in the closet... Yeah. That's going to be revealed energetically yeah. because as long as that person is not, it's like choosing, it's not, it's not allowing the love to really come in and permeate and yeah. heal. So it's almost like for us, like an itch you want to scratch yeah. where you were guided to where the yeah. discongruence yeah, is. It's like if they're not ready to publicly come out that's okay that yeah might, it's not they, like we're they trying need to people. that maybe they that they need that for this time that they still need to fortify their identity you know we say and meet your soul like sometimes it's like you don't want to plant a sapling in a windstorm you know like sometimes you need to strengthen that connection first well I but think... there will be always a part of us that is encouraging and urging them to really accept and know their nature to the full Self-acceptance. Yeah, because, and I think that's actually one thing that blocks people from psychic information. It's like, we've definitely had people say, I'm scared of this session because I don't want you to tell me what I think I know. Yeah. Whether that's that a relationship a or a job. Yeah. And it's like, we're going to tell you the information. We're not going to force you to do something about it. Yeah. And then it's sitting with the process of self-love and compassion and talking to your inner child to kind of like hold and love that part of you to integrate in whatever yeah. timeline that looks like. It's not about a timeline. Yeah. It's not about rushing to action. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's about if you're in a relationship that isn't great about sitting in consciousness with what you've been denying or repressing to actually just maybe not leave and stay in it and but with consciousness yeah. and like that in itself is healing it starts to change things yeah. when we're not lying to ourselves yeah soul doesn't put a pressure on us of like we need to do this right now uh, that's actually goes against the definition of soul because soul is unconditional love so it's just this part that's always encouraging us and urging us to own our truth and to embody that but it's never like you do this or you're doing it wrong Right, I think one right thing around. we understand with sessions too, it's like life is very complicated and nuanced. Yeah. So it's very much not about black and white categories of like, this is right, this is wrong. It's more like, yeah. here's the energy. These yeah. are the different paths. This is what kind of it looks like on this path. This is what it looks like on that path. Yeah, it's the specific information. It's like also one person's poison is another person's medicine. Absolutely. You know, so you can never know. There's, I see that all the time with like book, spiritual books or yeah. teachers or workshops or retreats. It's like you could take two people and have like, it could be traumatizing to one and freeing to another completely based on where they're at in their yeah. path. Yeah. And that's why we're all about helping people build that relationship with their soul voice. Not as like giving them a fish, but teaching them to fish because it's an ongoing life. Yeah challenge every day we have questions about should i do this or this should i you know so it's really listening to this might be good information or content this might be great that it's on the planet but is it right for me right now this weekend given the context of what i'm going through given what i need emotionally at this time yeah and i think that's the danger in general teachings general teachings like follow your dream go hustle go do that right now quit your day job like go do this thing you know that might be so helpful for somebody 
that they're stuck in something. They need to know they can break out of that system. They need to feel encouraged and they need to know that it's possible to make their dream life. But then for somebody else, I've received the exact opposite information. What if your where soul like, is calling you back to heal family system in some way and go back to your hometown and care for your mother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what if that's yeah. the soul information and you're watching kind of Instagram pages that are saying like, follow your bliss at all times. And, yeah. and it's like, the soul is more complicated than that. Yeah. It's... I've definitely gotten the information sometimes in sessions of like, do nothing. Like Absolutely. you should do nothing because <laughs> yeah. there's a part of you that's always trying to do something mm-hmm. and it's actually an avoidance of some emotion or something that's blocked and doing nothing is the most powerful healing thing you can do. Yep. Or not to. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. What else? Is there anything else that if someone's never had a session, like what happens in sessions or what is a session? I think we've done a pretty good job yeah. of framing well, it. So one thing we're doing is we're also we're pairing that those that psychological understanding because understanding what's happening with you is really helpful, like the psychoeducation piece. But also what we're doing is we're watching your energy as you're speaking. And so often it looks like we're just talking, but we're doing multi-layers. I would say the story they're telling us is under 10% of the important data that we're paying attention to. Like a lot of times people are like, wait, wait, let me tell you the whole story. I got to tell you the story. And we're kind of like just waiting for it to be over because (laughs) we've already gotten that story plus a million other stories. And then we're on a timeline, a time limit of trying to Yeah. Well, we're not concerned with the content, but what is helpful is watching their energy as they're talking Mm -hmm. because then you can feel when things are up in the front of their head where it's mental, where their energy is dimming, where they're getting away from themselves are things that are really resonating and lighting that fire in them. So we're always guiding. That's what we mean by we're guided by your soul is we're watching you and we're seeing what is light, what's helping this person incarnate. And watching isn't necessarily visual. I mean, if we're doing a zoom session, we are kind of watching that, but with our eyes closed, we're watching yeah. when you're in alignment with what you're saying, when you're in your ego mind in the front of your head and it's yeah. constrained through other programs and not, mm-hmm. or if it's in trauma and yeah. coming in. So, yeah. And I would say a lot of that is helping people find their path and their purpose because I think that's another difference in a lot of spiritual teachings is you can do anything, do everything. I'm just going to mention really quick that. We are working on an online course. It is coming out soon called... Oh boy, are you going to say it? I'm going to say it. Okay. Manifesting... Wait! Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Why not? I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Okay. Manifesting from soul, the law of subtraction. And... This course has been working us oh so my gosh. much. It's I'm so excited. Every single time we make material, I'm like, oh, <laughs> this I'm, is a big I'm one. Gonna... This is a big one. Yeah. I have, I can't, we, I didn't want to talk about in this podcast because the amount of spiritual journey and that I've gone through working on this and the synchronicities and the things coming together. The synchronicities around this are is ridiculous like of how insane. the universe is trying to like get us yeah. to say some yeah. stuff that is new and different about manifestation. I mean, yeah. it's kind of like taking all the stuff you may know or not know already about manifestation. So like the secret, Abraham, and it's putting it in the context of the law of soul and understanding it in relationship to that. And I've never seen that anywhere. And I really wish I would have because God would have saved me 20 years of trying to figure out how they come together. I mean, talking about specific medicine, it's the difference between 
hey, do whatever you want in life, create whatever destiny between what is your destiny and what's really going to fulfill you and what's really going to be your purpose. And I'm not going to go more into it because mm-hmm. there's so much there's I so can, much I'm can. i like buzzing with energy It's really it. a new way of manifesting, yeah. but it is, it's taking what we know and then it's opening yeah. it up in a bigger playing field. But I am going to say this, which is just so hilarious on a spiritual level or mm-hmm. synchronistic of like, being like i feel very encouraged to be working on this material right now like all the signs are like you know go forward and like you know all green lights one of those things and this is the first by the way course of the mystery school we're creating yeah which over time we're going to add more and more courses and yeah. this is going to be a definitely foundational course in terms of if people are going to do more like yeah you know we're going to have different levels basically of like courses you kind of need to take to have entry points into other levels because the courses build on themselves. So you can't kind of do the higher level courses if you haven't done the foundational courses. Yeah. But this is what I was going to say. Yes. So I was working on the course about three days ago and I was like, okay, I'm going to go through and do some of these exercises myself to, because I'm trying to feel what this experience is going to be like for yeah. people. There are exercises we've done with clients and on sessions, but I was, you know, working on the specific wording and all that. So I'm doing the exercises, thinking about things I want to bring into my life. One of the things I wrote on that list was a trip to Hawaii. And this isn't long ago. Right? No, this was like... three days ago. <laughs> and I was just practicing. I was like, I'm going to practice, see what this feels like, yeah. you know? I wrote it down. In a couple nights, I walk into the room and you're like, wow, I have so many miles on my card that Mm -hmm. we could have an entirely free trip to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And we are now going to Hawaii. Hawaii. We're keeping it secret from our kids. It's going to be a Christmas present. Uh, so don't so tell them. Don't tell them. You know them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was... I mean, that was just... It was really wild because we've yeah. been talking about going for a couple years now and then with COVID and just the ages of the kids in terms of how much they have going on in their own lives. It's just yeah. been easy to kind of fall down the list, but it's yeah. like something we've been really dreaming about for a long time of like yeah. just kind of taking a good chunk of time and really exploring. And and it just kind of came to me. I was like, I was like, well, let's just go now soon so we're going in january i I mean so that is so insane and i think a difference in our courses it's not about the motivation you said you had a dream and i had a dream about that's crazy too yeah uh yeah a few months ago i had a dream we were driving on this like beautiful uh tropical road and we pulled over we like ended up being in this bamboo forest and we pulled over and started walking through these paths in this bamboo forest and kept going and then saw these amazing tidal pools and stuff and i woke up from the dream being like oh my god that was so amazing i wish that could be real and today i just looked at some videos we're going to maui and i didn't even know they had these these bamboo forests Mm -hmm. along the path and looked exactly like what i had dreamed so and that's one of those things like i've literally had this card for 22 years <laughs> this this credit card yeah and why did it just in the last three days be like time to use it now i didn't yeah. even remember about it it's like i always use the card and don't even think about it yeah um i think because it was just all like aligned and coming through like this is the time yeah go now and our course is not about using the motivation of like it, it is and it isn't about using the motivation of things, vacations, monies, cars, houses, and, you know, material things. It's really about being really radically honest about what's going to bring you true happiness. But then 
these things just start happening and just start aligning. And I think there's just magic that's, you know, the path just gets easier. And the I think with, um, with trips in particular, there's some kind of like, uh, you know, magic of that kind of destiny slash free will dynamic happening. Before I went to Italy, I lived in Italy for a year when I was in college and, um, I w- had these dreams. I had all these synchronicities beforehand of I saw the bricks in my head, like in a dream in a certain pattern. And then I remember when I got to the Il Campo in Siena, it, the, the bricks were in that pattern. And then having that like deja vu moment where you're like, oh my God, I've dreamt this. Yeah, I think what's coming up and coming through this course is really where do where does like manifesting and destiny align? And those moments where you really feel like that's happening. Like when you saw those bricks, you're like, this is, was this always going to happen this way? Did I predict it was happening? Like what, you know, yeah, untangling come together. the And then there's certain big things in our lives. One of those more kind of heightened yeah. things that are meant to happen that you do, you can get yeah. precognition or, around. Yeah. And I think Maui is happening for us in that kind of way. You know, we could go on other trips that maybe aren't as important or we're not going to have dreams about. I think there's certain times and moments that are just so foundational for your life around what you're learning, what you're experiencing, and also the energy of the land you're going to, what it has in terms of its medicine. And I love those moments where you just know so clearly you're like, this was always going to happen or this is just a moment where there's this intersection yeah. where my ego is no longer under the illusion mm. of how, like did I make this happen did I not make this happen yeah. or this it's just like you're like oh this moment was always meant to be yeah, in this moment greater. I'm debating if I tell another story or kind of re- like going time do it with, yeah I mean like I, I feel like also Hawaii I've been well, to Oahu and the big island and you've lived on the yeah. big island at a farm and have you been to the other islands or you were mostly no, on the just big island? just the big island yeah. um so we were looking at Kauai but it felt like we were being drawn to Maui this time yeah. I really want to go to Kauai too but yeah. also we're going in January where it's supposed to be a lot yeah. more rainy in Kauai but yeah, yeah what's your well story? the story I was gonna say and I'm not gonna go into all the details because that would be another five hours of podcasting the story I was going to say was the moment it really felt like, and I think I may have told bits of the story before, but the moment it really felt like you and I came together. I mean, there's so many stories there where I was like, this, like... It was ridiculous. Like, yeah, how obvious I've been it was. dreaming about you my whole life. This was always going to happen, you know? Like, And it's more about accepting what is already happening, you know? And it was also this feeling like, yeah, I did have free will. I could have not like chosen not to be with you. But it felt like I would have always known that like I had missed my shot at self-fulfillment, that I had like missed my shot at fulfillment and happiness. And missed is a maybe too dramatic a word because maybe eventually we would have, you know, come back together. And I don't want people to think like you make the wrong decision and you missed Mm -hmm. it because soul's always guiding us back. But there are these pivotal moments and pivotal decisions in our lives. It's kind of love or fear too. Like you you can, this is a big risk. It's scary. You know, but. And those times is the times I think we need our soul guidance the most. It's Mm -hmm. like really these decisions that are like going to change our lives, you know, and we can practice with the small decisions practice with what does your soul want you to do with this, you know, friendship? What does your soul want you to do today? You know, but then getting so clear getting such a sense of truth that when we know when we have those decisions we know which way to go because the big decisions sometimes are made under crisis or big emotions and energy so it can be hard to hear 
in terms of the level of the ego noise being like, I yeah. don't know if this is a really yeah. dumb idea. We both had that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, I think that's the ego always tries to make things that are rational, reasonable, plans that have security involved in them. And soul often encourages us to take the more radical path of faith, which is... What's the story you're going to say? Am I going to tell? Okay, well, what I was going to say... I is, was thinking of the night we... The timing yeah, of us meeting so at that's what point. I was going to tell. So what happened was uh, we had met. We didn't know if we were going to be in a relationship or not. I started having, and you started having, levels of spiritual awakening where we were feeling that resonance with truth, the veil opening before us psychic stuff was opening to new degrees we were having kind of yeah shakti kriya which is basically kind of like body memories of energy work at Mm -hmm. a different level yeah and so i was new to even the idea (laughs) of energy even the idea of it and so i started educating myself like going to workshops and things and all this and i went to one i got like my you know reiki master attunement like that all the levels and uh which i use and don't use i have like i definitely think use your soul intuition above any other system but i had just left this one of these workshops it was nighttime and i had just had this major energetic tumult and i was feeling so aligned with like my nature like who i was like just that resonance feeling and i remember thinking like okay like i get it i get that truth matters resonance with truth matters and so it's just about really really following what that truth is and so i looked up at the sky and i was like okay god just tell me what my path is just give me my dharma like just show me what it is like just give it to (laughs) me and in that moment Mm -hmm. you called me and you were like my husband's leaving me yeah and i told him and so it started i mean i told he had already known that we were connecting but it was like this is the direction he said he's like i'm leaving to new york i'm gonna go live in new york and uh you just you were very honest with him and you just basically were like i have this energetic connection with this other person and but i had all my doubts about the relationship and and showing up as a new stepdad and all these things and it was that moment that i was like oh if that it's actually needed for me to step in now because who's gonna be this you know a dad for this kid and his stepdad ended up actually not moving away and living very close to us and we're actually good the friends dad. now You're the uh, step sorry dad. i'm the stepdad <laughs> i think yeah. energetically yeah. you really the, the biological like a dad, dad and his yeah. biological dad's very much his dad yeah. so he's very lucky that he has like two dads yeah. but uh, uh yeah and he and we're like friends and he you know worked on our house with us and and he was in good. shock and had to process yeah. his path around it so you know but i think there was some destiny alignment that he was saying that because then for me it was like oh this I should do this. Like it wasn't because before I wasn't doing it because I was like, this is irresponsible. You know? I think you felt like, and, you know, I don't want to break up a family. And then yeah. you realized we were kind of already, this was happening almost like you were with awakening to it. But yeah. even if you had stepped out of the picture at that point, yeah. it was still happening. Like, yeah. th- because it brought me of awareness of what yeah. was going on in my marriage to a new degree that I didn't even yeah. know th- until the meeting with you. So yeah. it, it revealed where, stuff was unconscious and not yeah. working within our own I mean marriage. that's what it was it was like this is happening without with or without me mm-hmm. and my involvement here at all uh and it's yeah you're you guys are just coming to a new conscious level and conscious separating there 
Um, I think it's a big so thing too when you're young to step into that role yeah. of like when you're not a dad, when you haven't, you know, biologically, physically yeah. like been there for the birth to be like, how, what am I in relationship to oh, this it picture? Was, it was major. I mean, I basically was like, you know, leaving my single life in LA to become a dad at a very young age. And, and you're that, so committed to was, things you don't like kind of do something. So yeah. I think you knew it's like, if I'm in this, this is like for life. Yeah. Like, And that was one of those moments where I'm like, this makes no sense on an ego level. <laughs> and no I was even here. like, I don't know, maybe, you, you know, because yeah. I was definitely go to LA in the beginning. And then yeah. at that point I was kind of like. You told me, you were like, no, go, go to LA, do this. Don't, don't be well, here. All your dreams were coming um, true at that moment yeah. with music. So it seemed like really yeah. silly for you to yeah. stay. But then both our souls was just like, this is the path. This is like where the most yeah. happiness and fulfillment's going to come through for both of you. Yeah. And in that moment, you were like, and I'm right across the park from you. And so it was like we walked from either side of this park to meet each other. Yeah, in the because of the I park. didn't know you were literally on the other side of the park. That's where you're doing your energy work stuff. Yeah. So then in that moment, we like walked to each other in the dark across this big park. And I remember that feeling almost in a way like it was like our energetic marriage. It was like walking down the aisle like yeah. towards each other. Like I could feel it happening. Like I could feel you on the other side of the park and we're like couldn't even see each other but we're like walking towards each other. I'm like this is happening in this moment. This is the decision that's happening. Yeah and then I remember the stuff that kind of came through us verbally at that mm -hmm. moment was so channeled it felt like yeah. in terms of like what we were committing to and yeah and and not just committing to because that's right that like that's the human participation but what we were remembering and surrendering and to. that we were meant to do what yeah. was waiting for us like yeah. all of our spiritual work we wouldn't be doing this podcast yeah. right now if and we that were. i think brings us to this back to this idea and we'll just wrap it up of discovering truth what truth is for you, what truth means for your life, what truth means for your purpose. And in that way, it is about surrendering to what is real, to what the rea what the divine wants for you. There is co-creation. You can have influence over it, but at what point are you avoiding your purpose or surrendering to your purpose? I think one of the things that was blocking me from getting the information of leaving besides all the programming of like divorce isn't in our family. That's not something we do. Don't be, you know, disloyal. Don't be a quitter was blocking my real soul information was also like I wanted my ex to be happy and have love. And I cared about him and didn't want him to, you know, and my soul's information at the time was like, listen, you can't be fulfilled within this. And if you stay within this, you're also blocking him from his path towards fulfillment yeah. and something that's trying. So, so what I love about soul information, it's like the best of all souls involved because he is in a better relationship for him now. And to see that and to know it's just, I think that's just such a relief because I think we can be, have this um, delusion about almost like, this I want to say we like almost like in some ways feel we're more important than we are if we have that ego story when yeah. we're not understanding the greater picture for all souls yeah. involved and how it all comes together and works Which and that's something your soul yeah. understands that your ego doesn't and yeah. it's not about being irresponsible and selfish and just following what you want all the time because that's not I can understand if someone hasn't lived through it how that our story could sound like that like oh you yeah. just did what you wanted and then that was like regardless of what your husband wanted but it's really like not that I remember saying at the time, that'd be so much easier if this was just yeah. like egoic, like, I just want to go, yeah, you yeah. know, whatever, experience it. So I think mm -hmm. it's really important to know that there is a greater path and plan. And yeah. And that also 
comes back to that idea of like family systems of like sometimes saying the true thing there or claiming your soul truth might hurt the people around you it might break this foundation of the system but it is in the interest of everybody's higher good if you're really connecting them back to truth our um son is sick right now and yesterday i stayed home with him and watched that movie in kanto mm-hmm. he is obsessed with it and it is uh, such a cool movie and it's really about family systems i realized the mm-hmm. whole thing because it's like we don't talk about bruno the yeah. psychic who's in the walls yeah because you haven't seen the movie people don't like yeah. what he's saying yeah yeah i would say if you haven't seen the movie see it and think of it from a family systems perspective and so everybody in the family all these kids have different gifts and uh they all have a pressure to like play their roles and there's one girl who doesn't have a gift like they all have these like little various superpowers but they're kind of like psychologically based like one girl can create flowers but she has like perfectionism and feels like she always needs to be like pretty and performative and play a role and so the girl who doesn't have powers starts sort of unearthing emotions for each character, like showing them how they put a pressure, internal pressure on themselves and all this thing. And the first thing that happens is it looks like disaster. And it looks like she is uh, the cause of the destruction the of the miracle crumbling. of the family and the house starts crumbling. And everybody blames her because she's the one that's marching them to truth that's exposing what's true and everybody she becomes the scapegoat basically like this is your fault because everybody is scared of facing those truths because it means accepting all these things about themselves and at the end of the movie you find out that she was the one that was actually healing the family and that the grandmother who was keeping everybody controlled in their roles was the one that was breaking the miracle it's funny i never I knew that, but the way you're saying it makes it very obvious, like, that is such a powerful story about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen this movie like seven times now, so (laughs) my son is obsessed with it. And so I saw it in a new way yesterday. But so the moral of our podcast, The moral of the story is watching Kanto. Is watching Kanto. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) All you need to know. And go to Hawaii. And go to Hawaii. Yeah. So again... Holiday deal going on, 15% off everything for the next five days. Uh, and Three days. <laughs> whatever time whatever it is, time. go check it, Fine. go check, You're figure on. it out. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope today, if you take anything from today, it's that you have the power to know truth, that you do have that power. And it's about listening to that subtle inner language of your intuition and calling that forth and resonating and with it's that. a language and it takes a while to yeah. kind of learn but once you learn it it's just indispensable yeah not always it's not what you think is true it's what you know is true on feel is yeah true. yeah well thanks for listening everybody and happy holidays